0: No, 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 no! It's it's all on my side. I am the producer. I'm the producer, okay. Josh. So it's all my responsibility. Am I, I, I hope I hope you found that all the brown M Ms reduced from your bowl yes. as 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 is your requirement. Yeah, Just yeah. Trying to make everyone happy. All right. Where did
1: I see that? I saw an episode. I saw a TV show where that was like a uh, some character was established as being who who he or she says he was because those uh, M Ms were.
0: Well, that's that's a uh, that's folklore, which I think is real. I have to look up it on Snopes around like Van Halen's writer. That that the way what they would do this is this is a uh, a hack, if you will, is in order to make sure that people at the concert venues had the attention to detail that was required for them to be happy and assumably profitable. They would have they would have this one little thing in the contract that was an absurd detail that they should have a bowl of M&Ms with all the brown M&Ms removed. And that way when they showed up, it was this quick heuristic where like, well, if they didn't read that part and actually do it, right. then they've probably screwed up a bunch of other stuff. Right, so well. we need to go check on it. So that's a little, uh, that's a little like a uh, preparatory sink bomb that you put in I there. I see.
1: Like a, a litmus test or something. A
0: veritable canary deploy in I, some, uh-huh. some eighties way.
1: Uh, I I dig it. Okay. Well, that was, there's two references, then, uh, both of which have escaped me.
0: So nominally, you you and I. Uh, so I I thought to have you on because we, I got a tweet from someone the other day that they were listening to uh, the maybe maybe not the last podcast because the last one we did was actually a little okay. a little uh, fun little video thing on my old my Cote show podcast, which I like doing. That was fun. Yeah. You know why it's
1: fun? It's because it's it's because we got to hang out. Which I you and I are in the same team. People don't realize that, but. Jeez, if I get to see you once or twice a year, I'm lucky, you know.
0: Well, we speaking of, we're going to see each other next week in Atlanta because because you're going to oh, be at wait. you're going to be at DevOps Days uh, Atlanta as as the li- the listener might be asking. And we were talking about this in IM, and I was thinking like this would be a good topic for us to go over is is the relationship between uh, microservices and DevOps? Because I think. You know, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but I, but I wouldn't say. But but on. I
1: would love you. I would love it if you if you would. In fact, <laughs> I, I, I've asked you if you wanted to join me in the talk, and you uh-huh. seem to be reluctant to say yes. But it'd be great if you were to give the talk. Do just prepare it. I
0: mean, really, uh-huh. just just it, take it, it, the, it, take over the whole thing. Uh-huh. Just
1: be a team player and do it all for me. You know, I mean, that would be. Uh,
0: you yeah. know, I'm sympathetic yeah. to that because that is basically uh also my proactive uh question <laughs> to everyone that I meet in my life, which is yeah. if would you would it? if you would like to do things I am supposed to do in place yeah. of me doing it, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine.
1: And how's that served you so far? Because I'm starting to think that might be the uh
0: well, missing ingredient. I find I find that in most walks of life. Well, there's three instances where it doesn't work, but in other walks of life, in general, it does. Oh, good. In 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 uh, would it be uh uh ascending order of importance? Uh,
1: okay. okay. Which is
0: to say, the last one is the most critical. The first sure, one yeah. is when you're with a group of people and you're trying to figure out where to go eat for lunch, dinner, occasionally breakfast. And everyone knows that the I don't care where we go, I'm out. Like, yeah. that's, that's the most annoying place. So you do actually need to, like, be involved in the situation.
1: Oh, I don't know about that.
0: I'm I just really saying. I really don't
1: care. And I, know, and I know there are people in the group who do care. So I purposely say I punt, whatever you want, you know, and, and they, would, they would exert control anyway.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, I am, no, I, I am no Camus or Sartre. But sometimes you just have to pretend that you care and just I, act, I, act in that charade. Right. Okay. Just just to get along with the other people. Uh, So the giving
1: the giving thing in that case is to take away the choice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just or just get involved. Now the second situation is is whoever it is that is paying you, occasionally they would like you to actually do the thing that uh, that you're supposed to do instead of pawning it off on someone else. Now that's not that's not always the case. But I keep
1: checking my spam mail to see if I get memos or anything from those folks. I don't even know if they're if they know I'm, I work for them. I, I I don't know, man.
0: And then and then I think I think the third tier is uh what you know whoever you have some significant relationship with whether it's where it's a really good friend some significant other or whatever they tend to like you to uh, actually do things uh, around. Oh, the yeah. house. So
1: and in and in that regard, I'm completely 100% agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So so totally. other,
0: other than that, I think I think yours and I's strategy about uh, uh, how how one one might pursue life happiness which is to delegate uh work to other people or think, professional punting yeah i think it's solid i think that's a yeah. good, good approach
1: that's a that's that's a hell of a hell of a way to run a railroad my friend
0: so nominally yeah you've got you've got the 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 microservices and the devops and i came up with this because i was reading the abstract for the uh for the talk that you have next week and that seemed to be the topic that it was on
1: it was about it's about you know, I spend well. Here's the problem: I'm a little constrained. We're, we're both a little constrained, actually. Isn't the talk supposed to be like forty minutes or something like that? It's thirty minutes. Uh, thirty minutes. And I, I, I don't know if you've ever had the dubious pleasure of seeing one of my, one uh, of my talks, but they go on forever. And 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 though I do go fast, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit anything. In. Um, I don't have anything. I don't have anything much to say of wisdom. uh uh, anyway but 30 minutes my goodness if ever there was going to be if I'm going to say something worth listening to I'm not sure I can fit it in 30 minutes uh so so my constraint is how can I how can I bring the spring and and do all the java stuff that I do in 30 minutes and 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 I would and that's normally for a developer audience that's you know really that's not even the DevOps. that's just it's just dev I care about I couch what I talk about in terms of the end result, you know, the outcome, which is what I care about the most getting software into production. Right. But, but how do we, how do we, given the, given that this is not dev days, Ananta, this is DevOps days. Um, you know, how do we really drive home that extra point? And then how do we do so, uh, in, uh, in 30 minutes? And, and by, and so I, you may have noticed that I've said, we here, uh-huh. I, I'm not, I'm not schizophrenic. Well, I don't well have... listen,
0: listen, let me, let me, I, I, think, I think what this epi- short episode will be will be a little bit of consulting. First of all, first of all, I want to say that you have just highlighted a key thing to the, uh, to the life choice of delegating. And that is you're concerned in, in this, this delegation-based lifestyle with outcomes. Yeah. You want outcomes. You yeah. want, you're, you're, you're concerned about what happens, not necessarily how it happens. Now, obviously, you want it to be done in an ethical moral and legal method right Eh. these these are base assumptions you you you, part of having a positive outcome is ensuring that how that positive outcome was achieved does not in any way make it a negative outcome right like so that's that's one of the requirements is that uh the the outcome must be uh, sustained by the purity of how it was achieved anyhow
1: Mm, okay
0: I'm, i'm saying if you had a good outcome Right. Yeah. And then it turns out that you basically crimed your way to that outcome. That outcome would be less uh, and perhaps even ruined. uh, Is that so? Yeah, I think so. Mm. For example, consider consider numerous instances of when journalists made things up. Right. Let's say you're a journalist and you write a story and you fabricate 20 percent of the facts, which were not facts in your story. Right. So twenty percent of those are wrong, but then how about the other eighty percent? Those are perfectly real, but the end result is your entire story is garbage, right?
1: Yeah, now, but that's okay. That's the empirical sort of like you know comment. I don't know. But what 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 is a crime in some countries is not a crime in others. I'm just saying.
0: Sure, yeah, sure. I, I, I mean, I mean, what you want to have is uh, you got to have your bounded context for any any situation in life that you're trying to apply principles to. So for I'll, ethics. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Anyways. You know, maybe avoiding taxes in certain geographies is uh, oh. legal and ethical versus other geographies. And so when you cross these boundaries, the outcome being like good financial reports, the way that you arrange your finances and your tax schemes and everything, is all, is all uh, I don't know, copacetic, as my dad used to say, depending yeah. on the geography <laughs> you're in. So there you right. go. Well, we got that one cinched up. So you know what you're <laughs> going to be talking about next week now?
1: Not actually, I'm more confused than when I started. Wait, so so... You, are you in?
0: Uh, I'll I'll help you, Josh.
1: Okay, let's do this. So DevOps, I, you know, I got that great quote in the beginning of the uh, in the abstract, right? That was I thought that was nice. I thought that was me, kind of like, uh, you know, I
0: speak some of the
1: language, I walk among them, I care about the same things. I just want to really polish this off so that it's more.
0: I'm gonna look up this abstract because unlike yourself, I don't have uh, I don't have it memorized.
1: I had the W. Edwards Deming's uh, quote. You know, survival's not mandatory. Nobody says you need to, to survive.
0: Now, see, this is this is this is uh, this is a good instance of uh, synergies, I think, or coincidence. Is the the subtitle of the talk that I give nowadays is beyond survival is not mandatory. Oh my! These might fold into each other very well, Josh.
1: Wait, am I am I preceding you? I can I can if I, I th- if you are else, preceding me,
0: be- you're you're the first day, and then I'm the 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 opening talk for the second day. So. So here's here's my here's what I want to hear from you. Just thinking out loud about this is let let, let me let me just let me just soliloquy here a little bit. Okay. Uh, if if I don't know what pentameter that would be in. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, you've got ITel referenced in there, so that's exciting. I'm actually reading your abstract now, but I would assume that the connection between microservices and DevOps is the following. So first of all, you've got DevOps, and in my in my way of summarizing it, the outcome of DevOps is that you can do something like release your software weekly, if not daily, and thus get this fast feedback loop that allows you to see if your idea of what the software should be doing is accurate and is solving your users' problems and making them more productive. Now, the ops part of that is that it would also be nice, just as if it's nice for your outcome to not have been illegal, it's also nice if your software actually stays up and running and uh, can be used by people instead of crashes all the time or, as we used to say, fail whales. So that's (laughs) a lot of, in my mind, what the outcome of DevOps is, right, is supporting that kind of thing. Now, how you achieve that uh, is done through a whole bunch of like a a, a a a tricky bag of interesting practices, like having a unified team of people so that they take care of the thing all throughout, and developers write their code to be more resilient, and operations people know enough about writing code so that they write platforms and stuff so that it's resilient, and, and you know they're working with each other, and they all they all have skin in the games, as 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 our uh, as that Talib guy would say, uh, and and so. Another thing you have is you've got a, a build pipeline so you can run tests and all this stuff, and you automate as much as possible out of everything so you actually have the speed. And then I would suspect, I've never really seen this proven out, but I would suspect that architecturally one of the better things you can do with how you arrange your code base and also mediate how subcom- subcomponents talk with each other is to follow a microservices approach. Now, without ditching into like how is microservices not just SOA, the idea of a microservices approach is that if we have a bunch of different services, like, I don't know, what are some services, Josh?
1: Oh, there are some. Uh, I don't know, customer service, order service, fulfillment service, product service, you know? Yeah, sure. Anything, any, anything matching your bounded context in your... There you go. The so you might you now. might
0: have a, a login service, a service that tells you... Uh, Where a package is located in a warehouse, or you might have a service that if you give it two images, graphs them together so you can put a hat on a cat, whatever. Uh, And so, the idea of one of the organizational ideas of microservices. By the way, thanks for being here to listen to me just talk for this podcast.
1: Hey, it's it's what I've been looking forward to all week.
0: (laughs) One of the one of the organizational ideas of microservices is that once you decompose your software and all these services. Uh, you want them to be able to release on their own cadence, and to some extent, even innovate and evolve on their own cadence. Yeah, uh, yeah. But of course, once you do that, if you've got too strong of dependencies between all of them, things start to break. So, if if I'm used to sending a JPEG, two JPEGs to the Hat on Cat service, and then all of a sudden they don't support JPEGs, or they've had to support the JPEG two thousand or whatever. Uh, and then they sp- support PNGs or pings instead, and they don't tell me about this. I keep sending JPEGs to them, and it breaks. And then I lose millions of dollars a minute because I can't put a hat on a cat. Right. And, and and so the idea of microservices is how might we redo things so that we can be releasing these services and updating them uh, on their own cadence, but also have the resiliency of, one, that they, they stay up and running, but, two, as as different components start using them, uh, they they more gracefully fail, or or you know they don't sort of just like um as soil the bed as people well, might say in yeah. a more saucy phrasing. That's my very high level thing of how these two things might connect together. What that actually means on a day to day basis, as you know, Josh, I am the person on our team who does slides. So that's mm-hmm. that's way beyond the slides. Not even in the notes section of PowerPoint. How this all yeah. actually works together.
1: <laughs> well, so in my in my in my talks, uh, I talk. I focus on that one little bit, which is uh, you optimize for human org- optimize your human organizations by uh, uh, factoring out your software into smaller chunks of work, batches of work, uh, and then uh, you optimize for each team to be able to release uh, independently by moving these these separate sort of bounded contexts into microservices. Uh, and uh, once you've done that, you get, in theory, you get the ability to deliver software independently. But we're, the whole focus of my talk is uh, going into practice, which is that when you've got all these things communicating with each other over the network, across network partitions, uh, you've got instability, you've got things that could break, and you need to build the architect accordingly. And so that's really what I talk about My, you know, in this whole thing, is how to build applications, how to build Java software using Spring these days, uh, that that does the right thing in the face of service outages and topology changes, that benefits from the elasticity of a cloud environment, You know, that takes advantage of all these sort of uh, characteristics so that you don't just invite more pain into your world. Now, that said, um, all that other stuff you mentioned is good, too. So really, I just I hone in on that one little thing, which is that you which is what you mentioned.
0: Now, now, you know, you know, knowing your talks and and unfortunately, as we were talking about earlier, your uh, your your Zoom function is broken. So people will miss oh, out on God. that. But, you, you know, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is good for a situation like this, like a 30 minute talk to General audience is the wrong term, but to a, a non-developer audience, right? Because normally what you would do is you would just roll in and be like, I'm going to demo stuff to you for the next uh, 50 minutes, right? No a- better. I'm going to write software. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I'm going dim- to do the actual software. That's the that's the magic trick of, of Josh Long, right? Which, which is great. Uh, yeah. But maybe in this instance, instead, so you kind of go over that overview, right? And then you're basically like, what are the principles that something like the spring framework, various parts of spring framework embodies and follows such that it can deliver on this. Right. And maybe there's like one or two slides that actually has some very simple code and some little boxes with lines going around, but it's essentially like, so in thinking through this, what did we do with spring? And then, and then also how it integrates with, with pivotal cloud foundry so that you can, you can um, you can operate in this way. And I don't, again, I don't really know what those answers are, but having talked with you and other people about it in the past, right? Like one of the things is uh and this is I don't know why I'm pulling this, but like monitoring is built into things. Other stuff mm-hmm. is that like, you know, we've got all the uh all those bulkheads and circuit breakers and stuff. And and the way that which you deploy things gives you these uh you know, little flags to turn things on and off and just like basically and there's a registry and I don't know, just all of the the natural way that you would want to do a microservices approach that gives you the the kind of like operational resiliency like these are the principles we found that allows that that that, uh, that we embody to do it beats me okay. again I don't even know what those are but it would be interesting to uh, to cogitate on that a little bit I think I can do that
1: but I think it's gonna be code and by the way you know the uh you know why I got invited to DevOps Days no uh so the uh, one of the organizers was in the audience at uh at um, DevNexus in one of my talks. Ah yes. Yeah. And that was a thoroughly code centric sort of sort of talk. He came up to me afterwards and um uh, said it wasn't the worst talk he's ever seen and you know. Yep. Here we are.
0: That's that's wow. that's the review we can all hope for. That wasn't the yep. worst talk I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> it didn't hurt as much as I thought it would. That was a five star review in my we, book.
0: we call it, we call that the worst plus one review. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's that's pretty good. But yeah, I, I mean, and then if you can figure out how to like show that in code, then that's uh, that's that's so much the better.
1: That's the, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if this guy was OK with my code, I figure I figure uh, eh, I could probably try. But 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 the thing is, I'm still curious about the the 30 minute thing. So either either I, I cut down on I mean, I, I, I hate to say this, you know, I hesitate to say this, but maybe I get rid of all you know, I spend a good 20 minutes talking about myself.
0: Sure. Sure. in these
1: talks and you know that's maybe maybe that uh
0: well listen here's here's pass. here's what i have found now yeah you sort of just answered your own question there don't talk mm-hmm. about yourself for 20 minutes so there's that now uh, now now the second thing i was just thinking here's here's it's always reducing things down to a single concept as i'm as i'm sure you know right like uh, I, th- I think the style that both you and me have in our different ways is instead of following that principle the the And I'll speak on your behalf, but the trick we like to do to impress ourselves is to cram as much as possible into a speaking slot, right? Like, I feel like I feel like I've spent my my professional rhetorical life honing the ability to jam as much as to essentially do the equivalent of putting seven pounds of content into a five pound bag. That's sort of like what what I enjoy doing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. which, you know, there's actually a lot more extra space in there than you would think. So maybe one thing, but then to reduce it down, maybe the intersection between these two. Is thinking about the the John Willis and the extended John Willis definition of DevOps, which is uh, CAMs. Some people would say Calms, right? Which is culture, automation. Uh, let's see if I can remember this. What's the M stand for? Monitoring and uh, S is uh, it's probably security or something. And then that. if if you if you add uh, if you add I'm gonna look this up. If you add in an L, it's it's lean. Uh, basically, which which is fine, and then you have calms. Uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't mean whatever in a dismissive way. It's just sometimes. Uh, oh, sorry. The S is for sharing. Oh
1: yeah, which is a good uh, sharing insight. Yeah. Sharing yeah. So okay, good.
0: Idea. So so that might be a good intersection, right? And it's basically yeah. like I can demonstrate this in code really briefly, but how now how a microservices approach delivers on a lot of these. And I would even reduce it down to another thing is that ultimately a lot of what DevOps is aiming for is resiliency on all levels, right? Yep. Not, not only resiliency on your, your stuff running in production, right? Your, your stuff's going to go down, but what's important is that it recovers quickly and then it, it, it uh, fails gracefully, right? Not that it just um soils the bed.
1: No. And that's important by the way, for my code, uh, because my my code in particular fails a lot. I mean just a staggering amount. So anything I can do to protect myself against those intellectual failures, I, right. I uh, and, and and then I you appreciate. also
0: think you think about the other stuff, right? So culturally, we talked about the idea of uh and this is the microservices thing. The, the the cheap cheap shot which is accurate is like Conway's Law and then you're done with that, right? Like that's like microservices is basically like how do we how do we judo our way through positive use of, of Conway's Law. Uh, and then, right. and then the automation part is equally easy. It's right. Which, which is the the main sort of point that, that you and I and other people make is like, here's a bunch of concepts. I know what you're thinking is like, I'm going to, I'm going to open up my IntelliJ or my Sublime edit or whatever it is the kids are. What are the, what do the kids use? The Git get editor. Adam, and, Adam. Yeah. That's pretty and, legit. And How I'm just going to start right coding. I'm going to start coding from scratch. And the idea is like, not only should you automate stuff in production, but you should probably just like you shouldn't write a string tokenizer. It's probably a good idea not to write a new framework, unless you're doing JavaScript, in which case the answer is to always start writing a framework uh,
1: it, it, immediately. But please don't. And actually, that uh, that uh, oh, wow. We have uh, right now. You know, as you know, on the Spring team, we've got this uh, uh, this reactive initiative. We're trying to to make to make work, and boy, oh boy, is that a you know, it, the things that it touches in every every uh, sort of aspect of the ecosystem, every aspect of the stack, oh, wow. I, I just can't imagine what somebody's, you know, the road that somebody has to walk to, to be able to build, a, build all that stuff themselves, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that, that exactly. And then, so then going to the next thing, you've got measurement. We alluded to that earlier, right? So Observability, we, yeah. Yeah, a, a key part of any microservices implementation is not only throwing off a bunch of metrics and information, right? Otherwise you can't like manage it and do, do you, what, what's the Netflix called? Hysterical or hysterics, hysterics or whatever. Yeah. 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 So you need all this information to know how to manage it and to like trip your circuit breakers and all this other stuff. Right. But also I think, I think there's a key insight that you learn from uh, like reading the Google SRE book, you know, Andrew and I, t- Andrew Schaefer and I talked about this a few episodes ago is It'd be really nice if it was easy to instrument your own applications, right? And if you can release daily, you can start putting in new measurements and instrumentations into your applications, so you have more metrics, and that's something that microservices would support, right? We support. We talk about
1: that with the uh, Spring Boot Actuator all the time.
0: Yes, Actuator. That's the whole point. And mm-hmm. and then uh, and then finally, I mean, Lean again. I think I think uh, I think Lean comes you could explain that but we don't have a lot of time so i'm going to skip over that no. so then yeah. so then you go to sharing and that's the whole point of microservices right is right. like and Take and, and, pe- that and turn it into knowledge people never really make reference to this but like long ago we had this idea of mashups and they were going to be wonderful and save the world and all of that stuff But just like just like those uh, those bandana face festooned people in the late 2000s, the WTO or 1990s, the WTO protesters, the idea of mashup seems to have gone away. But the notion is that, like, if we have all these little services, we can compose them together and mash them together into new things. And thus, we can share in a more effective way. But it's not just sharing in kind of an uncontrolled way. You have a very structured way of sharing that uh, adds resiliency and protects people pretty well.
1: Distributed Lego
0: blocks. Yeah, there you go. Standardization is sharing.
1: I'm a fan, and, and, uh, okay, all of that sounds very good.
0: So, Josh. Yes, sir. 30 30 minutes. Now, now, the unspoken rule is that you always go over five minutes, right? I always do.
1: They don't need their time to get to the next hallway. It's next room, it's just down the room, down the hallway. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But, but what do you, what what do we got going on here? How's, how's your feel for the content?
1: Well, I, I mean, I'm kind of back to where I I, I was going to touch on a lot of that stuff anyway, but what I'm really want to, what I'm struggling with here, friend of friends, is how do I get you, uh, involved you know I feel like we're, I feel like it's gonna be okay I feel like worst case it won't be the worst talk that these people have ever seen uh, statistically but it, w- it may not be the best certainly not the best I very likely not the best yeah, um,
0: yeah the, to, to extend our metaphor you know basically in our in our business any talk you want to give should fall into the range of worst plus one and best minus one that's pretty nice. much where you want to be right okay yeah. with that Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to. This is another learning from the Google SRE book is you don't want to over deliver for too long because then people suspect that's how you normally operate. And then when you revert back to the mean, just problems. Right. So you never really want to do your best unless you really, really have to. And it's understood that this is an out of the ordinary situation. It's not sustainable.
1: Otherwise, Um, did you like that book?
0: Uh, Yeah, I, I like that with the following footnotes. One, I haven't finished it yet. And, and two, uh, I feel free skipping over a lot of things. Like I don't really need to know the intricacies of distributed storage. I understand that it's hard and, um, I'm, I'm happy as we talked about earlier, I'm happy to delegate, uh, my success or creating my success to other people. That's perfectly
1: (laughs) Why should we be involved? No, uh, I I read that book. I like the book, but I was a, a lot of it felt a little, um, it's sort of like they hadn't talked to anybody outside of Google, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, th- I think I think that's fine, and and it's 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 um you know it's sort of like peering into another culture that you vaguely know about, <laughs> which 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 is fine. That's all it purports to be, right? As as they say, works as designed. Yeah. Uh, so now now what's more of a curiosity is 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 how O'Reilly came, saw fit to publish it, but I would suspect for two reasons. One, it probably is commercially viable, right? Certainly, everyone wants to read that kind of thing, and two, like. Uh, I think it's a big enough deal that you would want to document it.
1: Yeah, and and also number three, if if I may speak for you, uh, they'll they'll publish anything in O'Reilly. My book is almost done. My book, Cloud Native Java, also at O'Reilly. Uh, it, that's what I'm as I as I'm talking to you right now. I'm staring at in Atom actually, the aforementioned Atom editor. This is what I'm staring at right now, my friend.
0: What do you uh, what what do you write that in? Some sort of Markdown LaTeX. Are you a LaTeX person? Oh yeah, you like that ASCII doc or ASCII whatever. ASCII
1: Doctor.
0: Doctor. There's a, doctor there's a flavor
1: of ASCII doc. Uh huh. It's called ASCII yeah. Doctor. I know it. It
0: gets me. Too. I think. I think. Uh, I think ASCII Doctor and the Condiment King are two of the lesser-known supervillains in the DC universe.
1: <laughs> oh, that'd be so bad.
0: <laughs> well. We, we should have a, uh, maybe a brief, well, maybe we'll try to do some live recordings, maybe even a brief follow-up where we, we see what Josh actually talked about. But I, th- I feel like, I don't know about you, Josh, but I, I enjoyed listening to myself.
1: I enjoyed to listening to yourself as well, buddy.
0: And I think, I, think, I think we got some good input from you about, uh, about, about how, how you think about these two things uh, collide together. Some marginalia.
1: Yeah. And I, and I also think that, th- you know, having me as a guest on your show and I delegated to you to, uh,
0: to talk. It, it embodies yeah. a lifestyle.
1: <laughs> I think we. I think you have trained me very well.
0: Now, uh, so my last question before we wrap up, Josh. So last we met, uh, this was last week, we were in Paris, and I was just strolling in to the uh, the Le Meridian, you know, you it, speak French, all, right? Yeah, yeah. Etoile, well, yeah. Now... But my question was, yeah. So I, I thought the lounge at the 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 Le Meridian Etol or whatever Etole. that was a very nice Starwood lounge. Now I agree, yeah. Do, domestically, you go to the Sheratons. They they don't even have a lot of lounges here in the U.S., which is frustrating. Now, I also stayed at a Sheraton at the Paris airport, the uh, Charles de Gaulle. Their lounge, though small, was magnifique. Really? Right? Like, like it had a nice selection of wine, it had some warm foods, a cheese selection. They were really, they were doing a good job there. Now, anyhow. Uh, Known to self. You travel quite a lot. What would you say the best starwood lounge is what's the one that like you're like "Ooh, i'm going so and so lucky me i'm looking forward to strolling into the lounge and getting something
1: i don't know okay let me think about that one but i can tell you the best airport lounge i've ever been in
0: that's good too
1: hands down are you a starwood uh sorry are you are you a star Alliance,
0: uh no no i'm i'm just on the one world
1: oh oh well that's awkward well okay so i th- there's a believe it or not the airline the star alliance uh turkish airline in in the in istanbul was ah. it is so far beyond any other lounge i've ever seen uh it, i feel you go in and by the way the airport is okay but you go into this lounge and, and it's just it's multiple levels there's whole floors dedicated to like you know you can get massages and there's showers and spas mm. and whatever there's there's i there's imax people are just there's banks and banks full of imax where people can like log in check their email do whatever there's you know every kind of food you can imagine drinks teas coffees i mean just the most yeah it's
0: it's it sounds it sounds like the uh japan airlines lounge in tokyo in in narita there which uh, which i've only been to one or two times which is also nice i would that's a good tip I'll, i'll uh yeah i'll have to look that up well Thanks so what, for being on, Josh.
1: Hey, my pleasure. Are we done? Did that happen already?
0: Sure. I'm, I'm wrapping up here.
1: I see. What are you're you doing.
0: ready? Are you ready for the wrap up speech? Yeah, yeah.
1: Go hit it. Well, Thanks first, for first of all,
0: first of all, if people want to uh, catch up with you on the internet, like what's your what's your Twitter handle?
1: I'm at Starbucksman S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N, and. Uh, they'll uh they'll probably regret it but i'd love to love to and you to
0: usually actually. write like a uh, like a weekly what's happened in the spring world blog over like a what spring.io like yeah, you're, you're, spring.io you're and and there is a one to two percent chance that wherever you live josh might be at a conference in in uh, your geography yep. today that's tomorrow true. Yep. So, that's so eventually eventually you'll uh you'll come across him so with that Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Pivotal Conversations. If you want to get new episodes as quickly as possible, what you should do is subscribe to the podcast feed in your iTunes, your Overcast, whatever a Stitcher is. Maybe you want to write your own your own script to download these files from the RSS, the MP3s. Whatever it is, just subscribe to it. You can go to soundcloud.com slash Pivotal Conversations, all one word. And you can find the RSS feed there. Usually, if you search in the directories of these various things, you can find it. It's also nice if you leave us a review or a star rating. And it's even better. The uh, What's the French word for just like the ultimate thing?
1: La meilleure, I mean the best. Uh, That's
0: where you go. There you le go, Les meilleur. le meilleurs. As it were, that sounds like Spanish, but if you just write something in Twitter and tell your friends about it and help us spread the word, word of mouth, as Seth Godin used to teach us, is the most effective marketing there is. It was always a little complicated. His advice for marketers? Yeah. Because his advice was basically the equivalent of become independently wealthy at a young age, which oh. was the following. If you have a great product, marketing is not a problem. So, you know, <laughs> there's a searing insight for you. Oh. Uh, so also, if you want to read the full show notes, which uh, put a link to some to, to Josh and maybe the presentation and things like that, uh, and and to the columns and columns, uh, if you go to pivotal.io slash podcast, you can find the show notes there. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye bye. Thanks again.